Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Earlier this month, a group of Chinese scientists discovered a massive sinkhole with a hidden forest at the bottom of it. The subterranean pocket measured 630 feet deep, 1,000 feet long, and over 450 feet wide. They estimate that it covers 5 million square meters, which is the equivalent of 2,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools. And what's most baffling of all, it was teeming with life, with shoulder-high vegetation and over 130-foot tall trees. Located in southern China, scientists predict new species of plant life and animals will be discovered in the chasm. But before we get too excited, this isn't necessarily a new discovery. According to the Chinese government, this is just one of 30 sinkholes found in Lei County, an area ideal for geological wonders like these. This is because it's an area made up of karst topography, which allows groundwater to dissolve the limestone beneath the surface of the earth. But really what's most baffling of all is how these forests are growing without direct sunlight. It's got many people wondering, does this prove that hollow earth is plausible? Could Admiral Richard Byrd's claim have been real? Or better yet, how about Shambhala the Lesser? Could vast networks of underground worlds like this been established by the Hyperboreans? The truth is, these anomalies date back hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years. And I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, there's a good chance they are all interconnected in some way, shape, or form. And these structures are only just below the surface. Imagine as you go deeper into the earth. Theorists say it's possible that ancient civilizations used cave networks like these to avoid the last great flood. We're talking civilizations like the Lemurians who were said to retreat into Mount Shasta and build an underground world that is believed to have a population of up to 2 million people. Or the Atlanteans who were said to be given permission by the High Council to inhabit the subterranean worlds in South America. Truth is, we don't even begin to understand how complex these tunnel systems even are. At this point in humanity, we lack the technology and the know-how to even explore them thoroughly. If you ask me, these tunnels could be interconnected for hundreds of thousands of miles. Throughout my studies, I've heard that there's a massive tunnel that runs all the way up through the Northwest Territories to Antarctica. And what's to say it stops there? My belief is that it's possible we could reach any continent on the planet through these sometimes miles wide networks. And why stop there? If you actually believe there's a dome, how else do the aliens get here? End of the day, the possibilities are infinite. Marco Polo is one of the most renowned traders and explorers in history. Polo's exploits would inspire generation upon generation to make many great discoveries in the future. His travels would take place from 1271 to 1298, during which time he'd write a book called The Travels of Marco Polo. It was basically his written record of all the experiences he had while exploring the Eastern world. As I was checking this book out, something in particular grabbed my attention. It was in part two, chapter 40. It's here that he would describe seeing massive serpents unlike anything he had ever seen in Europe. But these serpents weren't just your everyday snake. 
they were much, much different. He writes, leaving the city of Yaqui, traveling for 10 days in a westerly direction, you reach the city of Karazan. This is also the chief city, he explained. And here, you'll see serpents that are 10 paces or 30 feet in length, and 8 paces in width. At the front of them near their head, there are two legs with three claws like that of a tiger. Their eyes are like a fourpenny loaf, glaring. Their jaws large enough to swallow a man whole. Their teeth razor sharp. Their appearance formidable. No human or animal approaches them. But there are a select few that know the ways of old and have learned how to tame the beasts. The Chinese book of Zhao Wan tells the story of how these ancients raised the dragons and they used them as dragon rearers and dragon tamers. But if they could not tame them, they would kill them by using a certain method. When it was hot during the day, these dragons were known to seek caverns that were damp and wet underground, just like the one found in China. They lay there all day, in hiding, avoiding man and staying cool. They'd wait till nightfall before they come out for the hunt. And when they got their kill, they would eat them and then seek water. And when seeking water, they'd leave tracks so the villagers would find them the next day and lay spears the opposite way they were traveling. So the next night, after getting their kill and heading down to the river, they would slither over the spears and they would leave deep lacerations in their underbelly. The villagers then located the blood trail and followed it, finding the dragon dead, then skin it and cut it up using its meat. But what was most important that came from the dragon was a certain medicine. It was of great value to the people. It was called their gall and had great healing powers. Pregnant women used it during labor, and it was often commonly used to heal any type of wound. Many still claim they exist today. If they do, I have a feeling you'll find them in those underground pockets. This next story is one that also validates the theory of underground civilizations. It's a legend that's been passed down from generation to generation, and it still rings throughout China to this day. This is the story of the Dragon Princess. Located in the middle of the Sea of Dungting, there was a massive hill, and in the center of that hill, an empty, bottomless pit. The locals spoke of it as if it was a direct path to the depths of hell. On this particular day, it was early spring, and the weather just started to turn, so a fisherman was going to go cast a line. Little did he know at the time that his first fishing trip of the year would change his life forever. He was headed towards the beach, casually strolling down his normal beaten path that goes right by the hole, when suddenly, a large chunk of ground gave way. His heart sank as he descended into the darkness. He thought for sure this was the end, but the hole actually started to take a slight angle, and it got more and more of a pitch the longer it went down. And oddly enough, as he continued to fall, the rate at which he was falling seemed to slow immensely, almost as if gravity changed and not only that as he tumbled the slope itself became dense thick sand it was pure white fortunately for the fisherman those two anomalies coupled together actually provided him a rather soft landing and he rolled into what seemed to be a large cavern when he finally came to a stop he just laid there in total shock that he was alive but after the shock wore off reality set in he thought i have to get out of here so he got up and shook it off. Upon gathering his bearings, he looked up and couldn't believe what he was seeing. It was a large labyrinth of tunnels that went on for miles. And they all ran directly under where he's from. 
the Hill and Dale. After standing there for a few moments in awe over his discovery, he decided he better start moving or he could get stuck down there forever. So he picked the only direction he could go and started walking. As he weaved through the tunnels in a general direction, he quickly realized these were not natural anomalies, that they had to be made by someone or something. Let's hope it's someone, he thought to himself as he pushed through the tunnels, maybe even my ancient ancestors. After trekking for miles of what seemed to be like a complex maze, he finally came into a large opening. And what was in that opening absolutely blew his mind. Towards the back of this seemingly endless cavern, there looked to be a large castle. As the fisherman gazes at the beautiful castle, he realizes it has dragons all over it. Ornate designs of reptile-like creatures wrapping around the windows and the doorways. Large statues of both regular and bipedal like reptilian dragons. Then he notices a bright light emanating from the tallest tower. He believes that it's actually an electrical system ran through the airwaves. So whoever these beings are, they seem to be somewhat technologically advanced. He stands out of sight, gazing in absolute bewilderment. He watches and observes. His eyes move from the castle to the ground. And that's when he notices a thick green slime surrounding the entirety of the building. The vast majority of it approximately stood at the height of his knees. After a while of just watching, he finally got the nerve to walk up to the gate. Upon approach, he quickly noticed it was being guarded by two dragons. One of them spouted out water in a mist. Once he reached the gate, he saw another one guarding inside of it. It was a hornless dragon that raised its head, showed its claws and its teeth, and wouldn't let him in. The fisherman spent the next couple weeks in the cave trying to find his way out, solely living off the green slime growing around the castle. It was edible, and actually it really wasn't that bad, he said. It reminded him of rice mush. Finally, he found his way out. He reported to the district mandarin what had happened, and he told the emperor. The emperor sent for the wise man and questioned him about it. The wise man told him this cave had four entrances and four exits. One leads to the southwest shore of the sea. The other leads to the land of the four rivers and the valley. The third ends up in the western side of the mountains, and the fourth, the east side of the sea. In the cave dwells the seventh daughter, of the Dragon King of the Eastern Sea. The daughter is in charge of his vast treasure, which is made up of thousands of pearls, the likes of which we have never seen. The Emperor would eventually find somebody to send down to the caves and actually trade with the Dragon Princess. When down there, he said he saw a dragon that was a thousand years old that could shapeshift into a human. The Emperor would send numerous swallows, roasted, and jade down to the dragons to trade for the pearls. And then the following trade the dragons actually came up to the Emperor's domain. In the story, it said they established a lifelong trade relationship. Hey, I hope you all enjoyed this vid. Check me out. I'm probably going to be on COD later. I'm going to actually try and get it done. I set it up today. Hopefully, it'll be good. Y'all have been asking me to do a video on the sinkhole in China. So, there you have it. Gave my two cents. And we could talk about it more tonight, most likely. So, keep your eye out for me. I love y'all. Stay in the light. Be kind to others. And I am out.